Living a life that brings God praise. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning. Today we are continuing in our study in 1 Peter chapter 4. Today we're looking at verses 7 through 11. And Peter continues in this theme of living for God. And these last several verses in this section um, rattle off like a list of important things for Christians to do in their earthly lives, uh, all aimed at the goal of maximizing the praise and glory of God uh, through the living of our lives. And so I think that's a wonderful thing for us to remember, that we can honor and glorify God by the very living of our days. And so our lives become living um, uh, vessels of glory and honor for God as we live them well for Jesus. And so as we prepare to enter the text, uh, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We come before you, Lord God, um, ready to study your word, uh, ready to be moved in our spirits by what your word has for us today. And uh, Father, we trust that your spirit is already at work in and through the word, leading us into deeper insight and understanding. And Lord, uh, your spirit will also guide us with wisdom as we seek to apply your word uh, for the living of our days. Father, we thank you for a new day. Uh, We thank you that this day is full of uh, promise and full of opportunity. Help us to use our moments well for you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Peter 4, 7-11. through Peter writes, The end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Now, Peter echoes at the beginning of verse 7 a refrain that was a common um, refrain of the first century New Testament church, uh, the belief that the end of all things is near. Um, When Jesus said that he was coming back soon, they took him at his word and they thought soon meant soon, like within their lifetimes. And um, so Peter echoes this high expectation uh, that the, uh, the end of all things is near, that the church would be raised up to uh, spend eternity uh, with Christ. Um, and he therefore encourages them to be alert, to be aware of their days, to be aware of what's happening all around them and of sober mind to be in their right minds so that they can be focused on praying and readying themselves for this moment. Um, I think in every generation of the church since this time, there has been that um, palpable expectation that Christ could come back at any time and that the end could, um, could come at any time. 
depending on uh, God's prerogative. And so this challenge to be alert, to be of sober mind, and to pray, to stay focused on what the Lord is doing all around us, to listen to God's voice, and to prepare ourselves for the moment of Christ's coming is as relevant today as it has ever been. Uh, we've talked in earlier studies about the, the soon uh, of Christ and uh, soon in heavenly terms, soon in God's economy, is not necessarily soon in linear earthly terms. God is eternal. <laughs> and soon to God uh, might be very different than soon to us. Uh, when we think of soon, we think within a few hours or a few days. Uh, soon for God may be a few thousand years. And so we continue to await the second coming of Christ, and we take Peter's advice seriously to be alert, to live ready, uh, so that we're praying and, and prepared. Uh, he goes on into some advice for how the believers ought to take care of each other says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. When we put love at the forefront, when we lead with love, um, it's really, really hard to judge. It's really, really hard to hold a grudge. It's really, really hard to withhold forgiveness from someone we're committed to loving. If love is our first instinct, then these other things that get in the way of love that trip up love are um, less apt to negatively impact our relationships. Now, there are lots of things in our relationships with others that could hurt us. And there are lots of things that could upset us. There are lots of things that could anger us. There are lots of things that could disappoint us. Lots of things that could break our hearts. But Peter's advice is still relevant and wise and spot on. Love each other deeply. That means we're committed to loving above all else. Um, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Now, I'm kind of referring to bigger things, but there's a whole lot of little things that come up in our relationships with one another that could get in the way in some silly ways. And Peter is saying, love covers over a multitude of little sins and a multitude of big sins. Uh, Whatever the sin, love uh, covers over. And so if love is our motive and love is our instinct more and more, then I think the quality of our relationships will reflect that. Um, He goes on in verse 9 to say, Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. In other words, be ready to host people who are in need. Be ready to provide for others' needs. Be ready to welcome people into your home uh, at the drop of a hat if needed uh, to provide for a brother or sister in need. And do so without grumbling. In other words, have a right spirit about it. Um, If the fruit of the spirit is growing within us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, then when the opportunity to be hospitable comes, we will be ready and we will do so without grumbling. Verse 10, he says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Uh, I've also been simultaneously studying in Ephesians and getting prepared for um, a trip to Thailand this fall where a group of us will be training uh, some indigenous pastors from that part of um, Southeast Asia. And um, uh, Paul in Ephesians 4 talks about uh, the gifts 
that the church receives are dispensed uh, at apportioned is the word that the NIV uses at the discretion of Christ and uh, but that each of us has a gift and Peter echoes that same sentiment here in verse 10 each of you should use whatever gift or gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms in other words he's reminding us that the gifts are not something that we have inherently that are for uh, that are there for our own purposes. We're gifted for God's purposes so that we might serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We're called to steward those gifts. They don't belong to us. They have been dispensed to us, entrusted to us by our God so that we might use him for his purposes in the world, so we might express this deep love, so that we might express hospitality, so that we might express whatever the gift happens to be in a way that honors God uh, and, and use it well for his kingdom. Moving on in verse 11, Peter says, If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If you're called into a speaking role, pastor, prophet, teacher, evangelist, speak, uh, from the word uh, with authority, trusting that uh, the spirit is empowering and anointing your words and, uh, and, and speak as one who speaks the very words of God. Be careful in what you say. Check your words against what the scriptures teach and then speak boldly the words of God to others. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. God will empower your service God strengthens and emboldens our service so that we operate in his strength and his power, not our own. And Peter says we do so when we serve in that way. We do so uh, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. We become vessels of praise and honor and glory for the Lord as we serve him in the strength he provides. And then he closes this section uh, sounding much like Paul uh, this closing salutation to him, to God, be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. And so uh, what a great way to end this section uh, by reminding us that we are vessels of his glory and honor and that we bring him praise as we serve him and the strength he provides as we speak, uh, guided by his spirit, um, using our gifts faithfully for his service so that we're stewarding it well for kingdom impact, that we're opening our homes and our hearts and our wallets without grumbling as the Spirit leads us to be hospitable to others, that we're practicing loving each other deeply, uh, that we're seeing sins among the community of the faithful forgiven easily and quickly, uh, and that we're ready for the return of Christ. All good things, all great reminders, and what a great teaching uh, for this Wednesday. All right, my friends, thanks for hanging out today. I thank you for your time and study together, and I pray that this has been fruitful to you and continues to be as you consider these words today. God bless.